News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. A good Saturday morning, a sunny 47 degrees as we get underway with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden section right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. And, of course, joining us in the studio is your host, Andy Waddell. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. It is uh, beautiful out. It is beautiful. A little on the cool side, but that's all right. You know what? Winter does that. A little warm, then a little mm-hmm, cooler. Mm-hmm. And that's what spring's doing. A little warmer, a little, <laughs> little hotter. <laughs> <laughs> a little cold. All right, right. <laughs> nothing like nothing like a good mixture. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. But um, you know what? It's good gardening weather. Absolutely. So uh, we'd love to have our friends call in today if you uh, uh, want to listen in or chime in on Over the Garden Fence. Give us a call at 382-4280. Or if you're a little radio shy or if uh, just want to text in a question. Absolutely. That text number is 80373. Thank you. Well, West Michigan, that weather sure keeps us uh, guessing, doesn't it? One day, 88 to 90 degrees. Next day, high of the 50s. And I think last night, Tim, I think it got down to 37, right? in that, uh, right? Somewhere in that ballpark, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? But <clears throat> us Michiganders, we're tough. That's right. We laugh. Um, it's we're, just Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> we're resilient. We can take it all. You know, bring, you know. Um, from uh, 25 below to, uh, I, I remember at the radio station a few years back, we had a, a check marks on the wall, Tim, of the days it was over 100 degrees. <laughs> right. So and we get quite a quite a variety here. So we can take it. Just bring it on. I mean, uh, uh, wait, wait, please, Lord. Um, <laughs> I'll take some, really, I'll take some beautiful spring weather like today. Mm-hmm. So gardeners, good morning. Unite. And welcome to Over the Garden Fence. So how was your week, Tim? Eh, not bad. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Shorts one day, mm-hmm. Carhartt's and winter coat the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really makes you uh, have appreciation. But what a great day to get some gardening chores done. So how does your yard look? Pretty dry? Hmm. Got a little bit of rain, but there wasn't much. There's a big brown square in my yard, in our yard, where uh, uh, the septic tanks are, where the soil dries out really fast. It's just an inclination of how dry it is around our our place a lot of uh a lot of ponds and small lakes as i drove in this morning the shoreline is small uh, larger and larger and larger um a lot of water was just down into the middle so highlights in the yard this week was uh definitely feeling some accomplishment you know how it is when you get a project or a portion of the project done well, i had plants been uh given to us from uh, for our family from a parent's funeral last year that I hadn't got in the ground yet. Yes, <clears throat> a year later. Um, I had uh, mulched those plants in and kept the roots uh, protected so they overwintered nicely. I had a potted Black Hill spruce, one of Dad's favorite, that we uh, put in a tree line for part of a windbreak on the south side of the house. It got a bunch of perennials and shrubs uh, plants that had been given for Mom um, that I started for a little memory garden for her. And it's just kind of nice to kind of see some of those plants. You know how it is, um, not knowing where to put it. Well, the Black Hill spruce, I had to get a stump out before I got the tree in. Got three of the four raised beds weeded, cleaned out, yes, with some help, definitely from the wife and uh, Eli, and planted lettuce, peppers, 
broccoli and onion. Put in a dairy dew healthy garden and some bone meal and planted and um, really kind of, Tim, watered slow. You know, mm-hmm. those new little ones, you can just drown them. And a lot of times that foliage just, you know, gets mudded in. And um, I swear, um, in two or three days, they were twice the size, Tim. They loved getting planted. They were not um, root-bound. Uh, the, the roots just turned out and flushed right out. And I guess uh, they just felt uh, like they were getting loved. So I also trying to love and care for a large sugar maple in our yard. Yes, you've heard about it many times. Um, next to our home, it's the best wind block, the best natural air conditioner, the great focal point in our yard, um, pictures from 1870s the tree was there tim so i know it's a few years old and uh as well as awesome fall color i didn't want to lose the tree we want that tree as long as we can we've done pruning on it at the right time um secured some cables on some very large trunks that tower the house but we mulched the drip line yes we went out 25 feet around the trunk of the tree and uh, mulched that drip line and then planted a hosta garden um, as companion plants. Again, I said companion plants to cool the roots. Hmm. Hmm. Companion plants. We've only talked about that a few times. So hydrangeas love companion plants, you guys. Clematis love companion plants. They love their roots cool, so do shade trees. And this is not plants that compete, but really actually help compared to lawn. So adding new varieties is really kind of some of the fun in a hosta garden. I'm excited to see it as it matures. I have from the blue mouse ears and golden tiara um, that are great little dwarf varieties to the awesome blue cross regal and the huge sub and substance in the middle as the main focal point. With many other varieties mixed in, like the Blue Drinking Gourd, with its cup foliage to fragrant Royal Standard and guacamole. Call me this morning. Hmm. Maybe you can call me on your favorite parts of the yard. As you walk around, what is your favorite part? So we can uh, maybe... uh, we can take a call here and then continue on. I All see that right. uh, somebody has called in, maybe Indeed on there. Indeed, they have. <laughs> and if you have a comment or question, 382 4280 1877, 382 4280, or text that comment or question to 80373. Let's talk to Mary. She's calling in from Lawton. Good morning, Mary. You're on WKZO. Mary, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> My question is about a, a potted tomato plant that we purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in like a couple-gallon pot, mm-hmm. and it had blossoms on it and a nice tomato starting on it about the size of a golf ball. We planted it in the ground, staked it up nicely, mm-hmm. keeping it watered, and we went out there the other day, and it had blossom and rot on the bottom of the green tomato. Mm-hmm help. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> okay. Well, blossom end rot is a lack of calcium and calcium can easily be remedied with an item, Ashley ma'am, called blossom end rot spray. Um, calcium could almost be applied also to that plant around that as something we sell. But uh, also, Mary, can the tomato be mulched with cedar mulch and lawn clipping? So as you're watering, 
the water doesn't splash the ground and splatter up onto the underside of the plant. Can we make sure that the plant doesn't get overhead irrigation? Um, because tomato is a succulent. Go ahead and cut it off. The first group of tomato maybe can be um, taken away. I know you're wanting that first prize tomato, but pull that off. You can probably remedy that with that Blossom End Rot spray. And uh, it's an easy item that's made by Fertilome or High Yield that we sell at the store. Sounds good. Okay. I, I know agree. that if it's in the ground or if that tomato has had a chance to get watered, that Blossom End Rot is, is around that area. So that's why a couple inches of cedar mulch or lawn clippings mixed around tomatoes and peppers sure helps in the spray or the splash of the water hitting the plant. What about using straw? Straw would be good, too. You okay. bet. You bet. A lot of times people don't have the straw, but yes, if you if you have it, use it up. And Mary, you're doing two things, because then you're keeping the roots cool. The roots on a succulent would probably flourish faster if uh, it wasn't drying out every day. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mary. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Appreciate the call, Mary. And of course, if you have a comment or question, 382-4280 or one 382 4280. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> Tim, I know a lot of people want that first prized vegetable that's on mm-hmm. a plant sometimes. And uh, later on, we'll find out in some callers later on this season that the first set of uh, fruit or um, vegetables sometimes is adolescent. So right. Right. Um, squash, sometimes you'll get that flower and you'll see, oh man. It just didn't mature. It's okay. The second round will be okay. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I see we got another caller coming in, but I would love to know the favorite, that's what we ended with, the favorite part of your yard. As you walk and stroll, Tim, hmm. where do your eye catch your favorite part? I'd love to hear what the callers say this morning. Just uh, Is it a shade area, sun area? And we can take uh, questions, too, of any kind. All right. And speaking of questions, we have Phil's calling in from Pawpaw. Good morning, Phil's. You're on WKZO. Hey, Phil. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Hey, I have a question about my myrtle. Um, I struggle and struggle with weeds, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, uh, I've been hesitant to use preen after I get the weeds pulled because I want the little feelers of the myrtle to um, take hold. Mm-hmm. But, but I know preen is for germination. Is, is that considered not germination when there's little root systems that go out from myrtle? Man, you're pretty good. Can I hire you? Because uh, <laughs> Phil, Phyllis, you're right, because we usually like to tell people, like when you're doing ground cover, wait a couple weeks for it to establish itself well those feelers know it won't kill them but it'll retract them it'll it'll want it so it won't necessarily root in so if you have that opportunity can you do um not a weed killer that goes over the whole thing but could you put weed killer possibly phyllis in a soup can and do a paintbrush and paint the weeds around the myrtle that you're having a problem with. And if it's a grass of any kind, there is a grass control that you can spray over ground cover. And I think it does include myrtle that you can, that you can kill the grass with. It will not kill the weeds, but you could then tiptoe through the, the myrtle and paint the product on um, 
either we'd be gone if it's dandelions, uh, weed, I'm sorry, weed-free zone um, if you had dandelions or um, uh, creeping charlie or something like that. That way you're not hurting that myrtle. Is okay. that is that a possibility? Yeah. Is it that big? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a big area. Yeah. yeah but yep. but I've got to do something. I mean, these weeds are driving me crazy, and they're taking over the myrtle. Yeah. So the second thing is, can you get a feeding on that myrtle? And I'd say, could yeah. you could you till that in? Could you do some transplants and not get that preen? Or I like to even use. Um, a dimension. It's a high yield item that is just a little better than preen and a little more cost effective and works very good around ground cover. Could you do some transplants in that your mm-hmm. good area and lift up some of that myrtle and move it around a little bit or add some more myrtle um, so you get that, you know, like a good lawn, a thick lawn kills out weeds. Well, the same thing yeah. with a good myrtle bed. Yeah, yeah well, I. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I just am trying to get, I'm trying to help. I don't know. So option three then, option three, Phyllis, then is we've got to do something with those weeds. So the first thing is create a healthy garden, get a good watering in there, and put down some holly tone. The holly tone will still start encouraging. You're going to say, well, I'm going to be feeding the weeds at the same time, but if you got in some holly tone, you will at least get some good uh, flush of growth. It's really dry in myrtle beds right now. Um, it's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. dry. A lot of myrtle. I was at a job site the other day. It was wilting already, looking like fall. So oh, if really? you, okay. yeah, if you can get moisture on it and put the holly tone down first, get a good flush of growth with some watering too. Maybe there's a a neighborhood kid that could come over and maybe do some weeding after it got watered in well, so you could get. Um, uh, a fork and maybe lift out some of those weeds a little at a time or, or do yeah. some. If I can pull them and get the root, mm-hmm. you know, that's the main thing. But I, that's kind of what I've been doing. But it's been so dry, I can't pull them. I can't because yeah. it won't get the root. Yep. So. so can you get water out there? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. So yeah. get, get an oscillator. I mean, is that myrtle in a mm-hmm. spot where the trees, uh, is the myrtle in shade? Hmm. No, not until about 1 or 2 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Well, combination, if you get some moisture to it, for sure that myrtle's going to help me be able to pull those weeds out a little better, Phil. So sounds like yeah. you have a project at least. Let's start on the myrtle and maybe work a little bit from time to time, if you can, walking through, and we can show you the right item. Weed-free zone will kill out those weeds uh, if you did some painting and tried to avoid the myrtle. Now, the painting, I've tried that, but... Uh, I almost have to have a glove on my left hand and put the put the weed between my hand and the paintbrush because I can't get the weed just bends over. I can't get it on the weed. Yeah. So then you use, no. use spreader sticker, Phyllis. It's the oil based item that makes that weed killer stick to the leaf, especially in the myrtle. You don't want it rolling off. You're trying to avoid the myrtle. So make sure that spreader sticker is mixed with the weed free zone and you'll be able to get that uh, weed a little bit easier. Spreader sticker. Okay. Yep. It's a oil based okay. item that just makes adherent better for insecticide, fungicide, and, and herbicide. So uh, that that's just a, a handy item that you use right along with some of those items. So okay. so there's some tidbits on uh, Myrtle Patch there, Phyllis. You okay. got a project. 
So I really can't use preen. That's very disappointing. I was sure you were going to tell me I could. Preen is only for germination. I think if yeah. you would uh, read closely, I think uh, same with like an annual bed. You want your annuals fully rooted before you start putting preen down because it really kind of slows down that germination itself. Yeah. Okay. You, Another question now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the store the other day, I, I two different uh, two different men in your store helped me with poa grass, P-O-A grass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I brought it in. They identified it mm-hmm. as poa. And <clears throat> do I understand it right that it germinates in the fall, so I have to treat it in the fall like you treat crabgrass in the spring? Correct. Am I? Am, is that correct? That is correct. Yep. You talked to Don and Mike, and you are correct on that for sure because uh, you want to take care of germination so it doesn't re- redo itself in the springtime for sure. And there's a crabgrass control, either a granular or a spray that you would you would take care of POA in the fall. So it is the I can use the crabgrass killer, but I don't do it in the spring. I do it in, from, uh, I think they said September 15 to October, August 15 to September 15. Correct, correct. Don't wait till we get fall color on it. Go ahead and uh, do it like that. Uh, just mark it on your calendar the end of August. Oh, end of August. Okay. First of September, right in there, before the kids go to school. Oh, okay, sounds good. Okay, fellas. You got two projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good day. You. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Phyllis. And if you have a comment or question for Andy, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. We'll be right back over the garden fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Floriston Garden Center, you're getting fresh dug evergreens that have been grown locally, assuring you that they'll be hard in your landscape for years to come. Put in an attractive fence that's green year-round. Arborvitas make a great hedge. They're 11% off this week. You could add some soft, wispy year-round green to your landscape with Michigan State Tree, the white pine. Or maybe you need something to fill a tight space. The Skyrocket Juniper is perfect for narrow spaces or as a focal point in your landscape. Dells has many sizes to fit every yard and every need. Come check out their Black Hill Spruce, Woodward Globe Arborvita, Mugo Pines, and dozens more, all 11% off this week. Have questions? Ask one of Woodell's certified nursery specialists. They'll be happy to share their plant knowledge with you. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Centers, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. Call 345-1195 for curbside pickup or shop anytime at Woodell's.com. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. Of course, comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Or you could text that comment or question to 80373. If it's okay with you, Andy, we're going to head right back to the phone, say good morning to Dawn. You're on WKZO. Hey, Dawn, how are you today? You're okay. Forgive me if I'm shouting. You're good, Don. I can hear you good. Um, but I have a question. I was gifted a, hy- a hydrangea, and it's just beautiful. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where it would be the best placement in my yard. Okay, and Don, tell me what color it is right now. Um, it's a a purple blue color. Uh, 
color right now. Yep, yep. So for dawn, for starters, that style of plant likes to be in a morning sun and an afternoon shade. Now that plant might just be florist quality. So don't be alarmed if it necessarily doesn't come back. But here's what I'd like you to do. When you get back home, go ahead and take that hydrangea and it, it would like, it's again, fairly dry right now. So mix up a, a little combination of sphagnum peat moss for the acidity that the hydrangea would like. Pick a spot where you can see morning sun and afternoon shade, like on the east side, like where an azalea or rhododendron would like it. And um, put in some compost, like Dairy Dew or the Wonder Blend, and uh, um, keep hydrangeas moist. They'll actually dawn. They'll talk to you. <laughs> they will wilt in the day and say, I'm thirsty, and you water them, they'll pop right back at night. So that's why that afternoon shade is pretty important on a like a pink or a, a blue or a purple that would want that part shade, uh, part sun situation. Perfect. So I think I, have, I, think I already have the right place picked out. I know I had read that you need to avoid tree roots, like to not be near trees, so I had to kind of alter my original idea of where I wanted to plant it, but yeah. I think I think my new um, place that I was picking out, I think is going to capture that, because it, it'll, it'll get shade from the far neighbor's oak trees, so mm-hmm. you know, those big tall oaks, it's not going to be planted under the tree, but it's going to get that afternoon shade. Yeah, yeah. Keep number two then, put some cedar mulch down around it. Put two or three or four inches around it, nice 12 to 18 inch circle around it, not right up on the trunk, but keep that'll keep the ground cool. And the, again, the idea is morning sun, afternoon shade. Now come fall around Thanksgiving, just remember um, you'll probably want to mound that plant up with, with mulch about 18 inches up on the stem to make those buds over winter and take that mulch off on Mother's Day weekend. So it's mulched high on the ground, off the ground. Um, so you make sure those buds that go up those stems, that's next year's flower. As soon as the flower is spent on your hydrangea, go ahead and cut it off. Let's see if we can get some additional growth on it this summer, Dawn, by keeping it moist. That that little florist hydrangea probably is going to want water three or four times a week every other day or so right now until until it gets rooted in oh definitely and i notice it growing too in its pot i need to keep an eye on um the water because like, like you said it will start going a little limp and and cry out for water so yeah <laughs> yep and then there we have a little dessert for hydrangeas called root and bloom so stop in sometime it's a very good food for hydrangeas for summer feeding that we can uh, put on that plant for you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, Dawn, have a good weekend. Thank you. Drive safe. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Dawn. Be safe out on those roadways. You know, you're going to have lots of company out there this weekend. (laughs) A lot of people going north. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But they got to get their gardening done first. So Even up north. uh, That's right. That's right. Uh, We'll uh, take a quick break. We'll head over to Madawan when we come back. And, of course, your comments and questions, 382-4280. Over the garden fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. 
living space with the great selection of natural stone at Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center. They carry over 40 varieties of natural stone in bulk, so you can get exactly the amount you need. And now, all bulk stone is 13% off. Waddell's carries flagstone in a variety of sizes and colors, perfect for walkways, paths, patios, and poolside areas. Your choice of rose, bluestone, sandstone, Black Hills rustic, plumwood, or Tennessee quartz, all 13% off. Add some dimension to your garden with boulders, also on sale. Have questions about what would work best for you? Bring your area measurements to Waddell's and talk to one of their helpful experts. They'll help you estimate how much stone you will need to complete your patio, stairway, wall, or water garden, and be glad to give you more ideas to add that finishing touch. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Call 345-1195 for curbside pickup or shop anytime at waddells.com. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKCO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, 382-4280-1877, 382-4280. As mentioned, we're going to head over to Madawan, Andy, say good morning to Linda. You're on WKZO. Hey, Linda, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I answer a question? Well, I planted an azalea for my mother-in-law, and it's kind of in a shady area. It gets, like, afternoon sun, and then um, as the sun starts going down, it um, sets behind the houses because she lives in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She wants to move it to another side of her porch, which gets sun all day. Um, So I don't know. I thought I had read that the azaleas can't um, tolerate full sun. There is... um Azaleas, Linda, that will, but most of the time, about 80, 75% of them don't like that full sun. And Mm -hmm. there's deciduous azaleas that drop their leaves. They're quite tall. They're not the same nice round shape as a regular azalea, but they do flower in a sunny situation. But the normal azalea that's flowering in the early springtime that's Mm. um, small that you've seen all around town that's bright orange and bright red and bright white right now, those are just what you said, Um, part part shade, not full sun. And maybe we could show her the right azalea that might take that hot heat. And um, Linda, how long has it been there? Uh, Probably about maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I put some acidic um, fertilizer. Well, fertilizer around sure. it, and because she was complaining it wasn't blooming, so I put that around it. And I keep it weeded. She's got some huge spireas next to it. So nice. I cut those back. Did they flower good? Um, Did the azalea flower this year? Uh, it's got buds on it right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. And see, Linda, number two, we are pr- almost past our transplanting time everything's kind Mm -hmm. of leafed out now um if i was to move it i would do it almost a month ago when it's um and if she has to move it i understand what i do is i'd mud it the night before dig it in the early morning and make sure it gets mudded in that afternoon with some root stimulator Mm -hmm. but or ask her if she wants to maybe it's called uh, deciduous or leaf dropping um deciduous azaleas and i have those in pink and white and yellow and um, they flower at different times they start flowering now and will flower oh for the next two months month and a half okay. different varieties i might suggest that to her that'd be a good idea for a mother's day present or something coming yeah. up or you know yeah. next year yeah um, my other question is now is this azalea that she has um can i cut the old 
stems down then when it falls, when it comes to fall? Nope. You want to cut the old stems down the minute the flowers drop because azalea and rhododendron, Linda, Mm -hmm. set their flowers two or three weeks right after flower. They will already start setting their flowers. So you can do all your pinching and cutting back right Mm -hmm. after those flowers drop. You can even see the petals on the ground. That's the time to prune. And yes, you can cut into that woody stem at that time. Okay. Okay. So you never cut it right down to the ground again. You leave it. I wouldn't it's cut kind of like a lilac. Yeah. Cut cut it partially. Okay. You can cut it partially, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't cut it hard. And you know, on a pruning, just afterwards, go ahead and give a good thorough soaking. That way, that new mm-hmm. growth has got a little bit of moisture to come out with. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Thank so, you. So little tidbits on azaleas, and we have both varieties, so we could show you. You know, she could see the one that is probably the variety you have in the shade, and then we could show mm-hmm. you the ones that are the ones for the full sun situation. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Thank variety you. Variety in Linda called Northern Lights series. Northern so Light. there's rosy right. lights, uh, Northern Lights. We have uh, some real good varieties, too, that we can show you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. All Bye-bye. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you very much for the call, Linda. We'll be right back with more of your comments and questions. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Weddell's Nursery Floors and Garden Center wants to help you attract the many beautiful and colorful birds Michigan boasts to your own backyard with our bird feeding sale event. If you're looking to satisfy your cardinals, get safflower seed. All size bags on sale this week. Black oil sunflower seed will make a lot of your feathered friends happy. The 50-pound bag is on sale for just $25.75. If you enjoy feeding the birds but aren't a fan of the leftover holes, get George's No Waste Blend. It's 100% of the hearts with no mess to clean up. Want to create a bird sanctuary they'll never want to leave? Bring your measurements of the area you want to transform to adults and talk to one of their helpful experts. They'll help you pick out the right feeders and bats and will be glad to give you more ideas to add finishing touches. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. Call 345-1195 for curbside pickup or shop anytime at Woodell's.com. Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. As we continue with our phone calls this morning, Andy, let's say good morning to Rosemary. You're on WKZO. Hey, Rosemary, how are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? Hey, it's a good morning. How can I be of help? It is. We had a nice rain yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, nice to see a little greening. I could just see a few plants going, ah, thank you. So. <laughs> and I got my weed and feed down before the rain started. So that was all good. There you go. There you go. So Okay, Rosemary, so my huh? question is about, um, I have edging that's little small hostas, mm-hmm. and I keep having weeds and grass come into that bed is there any way i can use some hardscape to prevent that um weeds and and lawn grass from getting into the bed Mm -hmm. what i like is i have um in our quarry where our stone is sold we have edgers they're stone that is tumbled that's like bricks but they're Mm -hmm. eight 12 and 16 inches long and you can run set them down in the ground compared to edging Mm-hmm. And you can run your mower wheel against that. You can run your weed whip against that year after year, and you can keep that uh, root structure from growing in. Now, a lot of times 
weed seed will blow in. So we were just talking this morning about preen or dimension, and that's the areas where you could use very easy. Established perennials, go ahead and use that. So if your mower is kicking in grass seed every week, that's where some of that uh, would help for sure. I also have steel or aluminum edging also that is four inches deep or a proline um, plastic edging that's also four inches deep that, um, yes, things could grow underneath, but that also creates a pretty good barrier. Um, the aluminum and steel come in 16-foot strips, and that hardscaping kind of is nice because with freeze steaks, rosemary, you can pound it down in the ground and it holds very nicely. So the uh-huh. free, freeze and thaw holds it in place pretty good over the wintertime, the steaks do. Um. Would it, if I were to use the uh, bricking that you were talking about, the stone, mm-hmm. would I put um, crushed gravel underneath it and would that help more? Always, because natural soil is just going to freeze and thaw easier. Think of uh-huh. what they do on a road. They put that crushed stone, and I, the stone I like to use is called 31A. It's the pinky nail size and smaller, it's 3 8 minus. And it's very easy to work with, and you can dig out a trough of that and then pack that down in before you set that uh, um, natural stone down in place. Now, I have in our quarry this weekend, we have a natural stone sale. So if you want to stop in, they're um, tumbled edgers, and we have Mm -hmm. one called Windy River and the other one um, called Confederate Gray, and one's a, a nice brown and one's a nice gray tone, and they're easy to work with. They look good to go down in the ground, and they'd be your, they'd be there 20 years later because it's stone. It'll hold in place nice. How much uh, gravel do I need? You know, even if you got down three or four inches, the more you go, the better it is. Like if we do a patio ourselves, we're going a foot or 14 inches down just to oh. make sure that no uh, rodents get under our patio. But even if you got um, rosemary four to six inches, that would be a nice crush base for that stone to sit on. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I appreciate it. Thank it, lo- you. it looks good, too. The border, you'd be surprised. Once you set it in place, you're like, oh, that looks really nice. So we can show you when you come down there. It's uh, You can buy it by the piece or take your measurement, Rosemary, how long it is, and we can show you, you know, you almost set it in place to measure it out for you when you get Excellent. there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Rosemary. All mm-hmm. right. Thank you very much for the call. And we got time for one more quick call. We'll have about, oh, 90 seconds or so to uh, get this uh, all set. So uh-huh. let's say good morning to Tanner. You're on WKZO. Hey, Tanner, how are you today? Good, Andy. How are you? Good. Can I be of help? Yeah, I just got a... Uh, I'm doing some landscaping and such around my pool, and I want to put some, like, river rock down. What would be the best thing to put underneath of that for a good base? Would it be sand or some smaller rock? Yep, I'd like to... Smaller rock you could do or even crushed stone underneath so that way it settles on something like that. Even if you did 21 AA, that's three-quarter inch crushed stone. But I might put in on top of that, uh, Tanner, soil separation fabric. Then it's not okay. it's not weed barrier, but you can set, set that in place. Uh, we sell it at the store. It's very thick weed barrier. It's a three-ounce pro-grade and you staple that to that 21 AA or that crushed stone, and that way you're not using quite so much river rock at the same time. Um, you know, saves you a little bit on that uh, uh, purchase, but that way you got a good base for that two or three inches of river rock to go around. 
Okay. And okay. is that, do you guys carry that river rock? We do. We carry that river rock in bulk so we can, uh, uh, we can help you out on that. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Tanner. All right. Thank you very right. much for the call, Tanner. And that's all the time we have today. Oh, Tim, I didn't get through my notes. And <laughs> thank you, everybody. What, Absolutely. Uh, you know what? We got gardeners that are chomping at the bit that's to get stuff right. done. So. That's right. So if they uh, didn't have a chance to call in this week, uh, hang on to those questions. Or of yep. course, they can stop by the store. You, bet. you better. We'll see you next week or stop in any time Monday through uh, Saturday at Waddell's. All right. Appreciate it, Andy. We'll talk to you again soon. And thank you for tuning in this morning over the garden fence. Uh, tune in each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. Over the garden fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery 4 and Garden Center right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street.